Hey, stranger! The Opus is moving out and into a new season as we continue to explore the ongoing legacy of music's most iconic records. I'm your host, Adam Unz, and this season we're celebrating the 45th anniversary of Billy Joel's fifth studio album, The Stranger, a record whose critical and commercial success catapulted the piano man to superstardom. Helping us explore this classic collection are artists like Billy Joel's drummer Liberty DeVito, Regina Spector, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Rozzy, Lissy, The Arkells, Bayside's Anthony Renari, and Ben Folds. Great music shapes lives, shakes rafters, and embeds itself into our culture. So let's find out why only the good die young as we deep dive into The Stranger. The new season is out now and is brought to you by the Consequence Podcast Network and Sony Legacy Recordings. Find us at consequence.net or wherever you get your podcasts. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks ever so much for joining me. My guest today is the mind-blowingly brilliant soul artist Acantha Lang, whose spark is I Got What It Takes a classic album by the Queen of Blues herself, Coco Taylor. Uh, This is a special one for me, partially because Coco Taylor was such a musical giant with this outsized powerhouse voice that, like, I don't know, rearranges your DNA when you hear it, but mostly because Acantha is insanely talented. Her voice... Whew. I I can't put it into words. If you haven't heard her sing, you must rectify this grave injustice post-haste. And if you are ever lucky enough to have the opportunity to watch her perform, you must take it seriously. She is incredible. But she is not only an amazing artist, she is a really lovely person. She's Smart and kind and warm, just the best. And since Pride Month is coming to a close this week, I wanted to finish up with another incredible ally, and Acantha very much qualifies. So let's get down to business. Quick Acantha facts. New Orleans native Acantha Lang is a soul singer who began her career in New York City, performing at venues like the Harlem Grill and The Box. 
After moving to and performing in London, she released her debut EP Sugar Woman in 2021 to much acclaim. Acantha's debut full-length album, Beautiful Dreams, will be released this Friday, June 30th, 2023. Quick I Got What It Takes facts. I Got What It Takes is a 1975 album by blues singer Coco Taylor. It was Taylor's first album on Alligator Records. Although the album was not a commercial success upon its release, it marked the beginning of a successful partnership with Alligator, which led to the greatest success of Taylor's career. It is now viewed as a classic of the blues genre and has been cited as an influence by artists like Bonnie Raitt and Shamika Copeland. And there you have it. Let's jump on over to the main event. Here comes my chat with Akantha Lang about I Got What It Takes. Do you remember hearing this album for the first time, getting turned on to it? Um, what, what was your experience with that? My experience was um, I was listening to um, a lot of blues CDs. I happened upon a compilation blues CD and had a lot of, you know, of course, amazing male vocalists like B.B. King and Albert King, Elmore James. And then I heard Coco Taylor and I was like, who is this? And she had this most, the most aggressive kind of growl in her singing. And I, and I had to check her out. So, um, my first, um, album that I got for, um, for, from Coco Taylor was I got what it takes. Um, and I was just blown away. Yeah. She has one of those voices that's so distinctive, um, that it's just, you know, immediately, you know, who it is. And also even without seeing what she looks like when she's singing, you can feel that she is singing with her whole body. It's just like a force that's coming out of her. It really is. It really is. And even her lyrics are just, um, you know, so confident and ballsy. And I, and as a new, you know, kind of singer trying to find my voice through the blues, because I, I, I tried to, it's a long story, but you know, I, w- I was like many singers, R&B was kind of like the go-to for most singers uh, when I started. And it just never spoke to me like traditional R&B. So when I started like really kind of researching the blues, I'm from New Orleans. That's when the, like a penny dropped for me because it felt like home. It felt, it, it was just something inside me. The light just switched on and I just really started digging into it. And Coco Taylor just, you know, her lyrics were, because they were so confident, it was easy for me to, I needed something like that. I needed to, you know, have lyrics that affirmed who I was as a, as a woman and um, a fearless woman and a fearless being. And um, those songs did that for me. And it really helped me blossom as a, as a, as a young blues singer. Hmm. Yeah. And well, for someone, you know, she is known as the queen of blues, but in addition to just being this singular voice, someone who's so important in the modern history of, of blue, blues music, she was a really, uh, like an ambassador for uh, the genre and mm-hmm. really wanted to preserve the tradition. And, you know, I, I, she, she came up during a time when blues was much more prominent. There were many, many more blues clubs. And as her career progressed, she kind of saw, I mean, exactly what you're talking about, like R&B and hip hop and other newer genres that were popping up that appealed to younger people, people perhaps more than the blues did. And she really wanted to make sure that the 
cultural contribution that the blues has made was recognized, but also that blues performance uh, kept happening and that new fans could be found and, and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, another like amazing thing to dedicate her life to. That's right. Yeah. And I felt the same way. I felt like, you know, even being from New Orleans, which essentially, you know, the home of blues and jazz, I didn't like get turned on to blues until I moved to New York and, mm-hmm. and lived in Harlem. And, you know, I was like, why isn't this, you know, why, why, why haven't I, you know, why is this, why is this just happening to me? Why am I just getting this light bulb moment for the, the music of my hometown? But, you know, sometimes it happens like that. But once I got it, I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to really do something with this. And it ended up changing my, the trajectory of, you know, who I am as an artist and, and my whole entire career is based on the blues. And I wouldn't change a thing because it's, it's really made me create a sound for myself um, and a lane for myself. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's the foundation for all of the music we listen to. Absolutely. You know, I think outside of like classical music, every other form of music that anybody listens to now has is, is you know, the roots are in the blues. So it's an incredibly important form of music that, uh, you know, needs a lot more recognition. That should never be forgotten, right. you know. Um, even the style of singing, the approach of, of the blues, I feel like it taught me Blues is all about storytelling and patience and really honing in on the emotion and the um, of the song. And the great blues singers, you know, they were masters at that. And I think um, I learned patience in singing and really kind of captivating the the tone in my voice and um, and t- and telling the story. Not about it wasn't about vocal acrobats, you know, because the blues is very repetitive. So you you know it could get a little bit boring if you didn't really kind of mean those lyrics or, you know, just kind of really connect with them. And so that's what I learned is that patience, tone, you know, beats everything else. It's like, that's where the soul is in the blues of the, you know, in blues music. Right. And having that connection, that emotional life behind um, what you're singing, in addition to the technical stuff, the way you're phrasing it, right? Um, the tone of your voice, all of that comes into it. Um, like you said, because you, you, you know that this is a form of music that um, there are standard structures to songs that people expect. And if they're getting exactly the same version of what they've heard before, it is going to be boring or it's going to be like, Ugh, yeah, you know, this is we, we know what's coming next. So it really takes uh, skill to be able to turn that into something that's really unique and specific to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I watch um, some some videos of like, you know, B.B. King and, you know, uh, Coco and, and Etta James, you know, when she was singing, you know, hardcore blues. Even Tina Turner. Did you know Tina Turner did a whole blues album mm-hmm. with Ike? Mm-hmm. You know, before What's Love Got to Do With It and all that, Tina Turner was a blues singer straight up. And I was shocked because I, you know, I only know her for What's Love Got to Do With It. But when I started uncovering Ike and, Tur- Ike and Tina sings the blues, I was like, hold up. It's incredible. You know, and that's where she got her start, you know, singing the blues, Miss Anime mm-hmm. down in, you know, Nutbush. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really incredible. I, I, all of my music is blues based and it's kind of, um, I think it makes, makes my sound, you know, people are like, they, they can hear the blues in there, which makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, that, like, just, um, coincidentally the other day, I, I've seen this clip a few times, but there's a, um, 
a video of Etta James doing I'd Rather Go Blind in at like uh, the some jazz festival in like the 70s. And it's like an eight or nine minute version of this song. And she is pouring sweat, like just I've seen that in it. And the way it's like she's giving a speech that she's, you know, the the connection that she has to the song and the way that she's talking to the audience is like she's ha- or or more like she's having a conversation like she's she's talking to a friend and explaining what she's going through it it is a performance but it's so it's more than that it's like it's it's right. personal she's in it that's right that's right did you know coco taylor did a version of our radical blind yeah yeah and she put all the growl in it and it's interesting to see how different um singers interpret different songs. Um, and I just love, you know, hearing the differences between how, you know, artists, these are true artists. You know, I feel like, you know, artists, true artists have a very distinct sound. And I, I, sometimes I, I'm, I'm listening to the radio these days and, you know, I notice a lot of singers, like, especially in pop music, they, they all sound, sound alike <laughs> to me, like, uh, that's all the charts, you know? So I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, make sure that I have I have my own sound, you know, and and, and always kind of go my own way. Yeah. Because you you know back in the day, you know, when Marvin Gaye came on, you knew that was Marvin Gaye. When you know Coco Taylor sings, Etta James, Aretha, they all had very distinct voices. You know, they were true artists, and I love that. Really, really love that. Time for a quick break because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. But we'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's funny, like I was watching a TV show the other day that's set in Japan in the 90s and people are in bars and they're playing like kind of 90s pop R&B in Japanese. That it's like, you know, Japanese bands singing these songs that sound like it could be TLC or something. Oh, wow. But the same kind of vocal phrasing and it just shows that, you know, the record industry as a whole, when there's a formula that works. They will cookie cutter the shit. Can you I curse? Can, you can, please do. <laughs> They'll cookie cutter the shit out right. of it. You know, they're just like, that works. Mm-hmm. Give me a version of that, you know? And um, and that's why I kind of like avoided all this time dealing with that outside thing um, because I didn't want anybody to kind of put me in a box or or try to say, oh, you need to go follow this trend. You know, I just, I just, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, and, and I'm glad I didn't because, you know, the music that I'm making, I'm proud of. And I think there's definitely a, um, 
a white, there's a need for, you know, soul and blues, you know, the way they used to sing it back in the day, you know, where, when, when chess records was in stacks were putting out records, you know, you had the whole band in there in the same room creating music together and, and singers like really singing and no auto tune, no a thousand cut, cut away takes and cut and paste. And, you know, they would like singing whole takes and like, because you remember, there was, there, it was recorded to tape, so they didn't have the luxury of recording. Like, let me do that a thousand different times, you know. If you listen to some of those old records, there's mistakes on them. Right. That they just say, that's all we got. We got one tape. And, uh, and that's the magic of it. You know, sometimes all that perfection uh you lose you lose the you lose something yeah you know yeah and i love that i love it when you can hear that there's a it's like a there's a person that's a person right it's not auto-tuned to within an inch of its life there's you Talk, know oh my god i was just an old school singer you know like i i just love i love all of that uh you know just 60s and 70s uh soul soul and blues yeah you know yeah for sure that's me all day long yeah yeah <laughs> And also like someone like Coco Taylor who really devoted her life to music um, mm -hmm. because she loved it and she loved singing. She loved performing and she had a pretty fucking rough ride. You know, it was she she didn't really uh, start recording until she was in her mid 30s. She didn't really get any success, like didn't have any stability as a singer until she was in her mid 40s. And she you know, I read an interview with her when she was like in her late 60s and she was talking about, you know, she had a house, she had a daughter, she had grandchildren. At that time, I think she already had great grandchildren. And she's like, I'm happy. I'm doing what I love, but we're still poor. It's not like I've made, uh, become rich and uh, super famous from doing this, but I'm making enough money to support myself doing what I love. Doing what you love, right. And she's, she did like, 150 or 200 dates a year always I know. just like she was always out touring huh constantly and and loved it yeah she looked like i mean yeah she she's the queen yeah. she's the queen of the blues yeah i'm i'm a huge huge fan of that's why i picked her record because you know it was like i was thinking you know what has most inspired me that's a hard question mm. you know so i had to really take it back to um that album and specifically two songs on that album that I used to sing um, very early on when I was, you know, trying to work, work, work out my blues uh, repertoire. And it was, I got what it takes and Voodoo Woman. And I still perform Voodoo Woman in my sets uh, to this, you know, to this day, because the opening line, I'm from Louisiana and, you know, Louisiana girls are known, well, Louisiana is known for voodoo. <laughs> I don't know if you know that in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the opening line is like a, a, a sick blues guitar rip. And then she opens up, opens up with, they call me the voodoo woman and I know, and I know the reason why. They call me the voodoo woman and I know the reason why. Because when I raise my hand, baby, you know that sky is going to cry. And it's just like that opening line sets up the whole show. It's like if you can sing that with conviction and believe that the audience is like, she's definitely the voodoo woman right. and this is going to be a good yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. Like, love, love it. Yeah. And also, I, I think, you know, the name, the blues, implies that everything's going to be really sad. Everything's going to be about pain and heartbreak. And there is that. And like mm -hmm. that is definitely the foundation of it. But she said, you know, what she thought, and I guess what a lot of people thought about why 
people kind of turned away from the blues towards R&B and hip hop, specifically black audiences, was that this was music that there's a direct line from slavery to this music. And also, you know, she, her parents were sharecroppers. And after uh, slavery, straight into many, many formerly enslaved people going straight into sharecropping, which was in effect a form of slavery. Yeah. And the blues being generated through that time and evolving into something that was much more about music that's about pain. But a lot of people feeling like blues has this inextricable link with that enormous generational trauma. Absolutely. And what she said is like, yes, but also I want to sing songs that are joyful, that are sexy, that make people feel everything, not just this one thing. And that was the message she kept trying to get through to people was that the blues is so much more than one specific feeling. It's, it's, you know, runs the whole gamut. Yeah. Yeah, there's some kicking, you know, like really, you know, twelve bar blues. You know, there's, you know, the, the, the clapping, you know, knee slapping blues. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so so many different, like you said, sides to blues that can make you happy, can make you cry, can make you dance, can make you do the jig. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's awesome. Her her song, I got what it takes. Um, the other song that I I um really really uh, stuck out on the album was that I got what it takes to make a good man deny his name. You know, it's it's just like the lyrics. If you just read them, you're like, I want to sing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta be confident, and you know, you can already see the smile on her face before you even hear her saying those words when you know what she's gonna say. Yeah, just you know, carrying on with what we were saying um, about uh, the the songs on just this album are a real testament to her range, and it's the the variety. The um, you know some of them are like just on the border of like not pop, but like something that's a bit more you know up tempo, uh, lighter feeling, and then there are songs that are like really traditional. Uh, you know, what people think of when they think of the blues. And, you know, the through line is just this absolute powerhouse of a singer who, you know, it's just, it's like, you know, really bowls you over. Uh, she's a, an undeniable force. And the album cover is, the album cover is, uh, is pretty, pretty fierce too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I just, I think it is absolutely incredible to have a career that, that is that long. I think she was, touring and, and recording it was like 50 years something like that and she kept performing she died when she was 80 and she was performing i think the last time she performed was Up a few until. weeks before she died oh wow um so you know wow that's is it like that's an aspirational thing too to me to have something that you love so much that you don't want to stop doing it you don't want to i mean you know i know there's also having to support yourself but um yeah she really really loved connecting with audiences there was also like uh, an uh, an article i read with someone who interviewed her and was kind of following her around and towards the end of her life she'd get really tired and she'd you know be on her way up to the stage and everybody would just feel like god you know she's gonna need to sit down or something and she would the lights would go on she'd see the audience and it was just like boom you know Aww. young as ever ready to just you know Aww. get to it so um pretty spectacular That's a beautiful beautiful thing yeah yeah yeah. I hope I'm like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, God. Yeah. I, it's, uh, again, it's like something that I think all artists feel that kind of pull 
that it's it's something that mm-hmm. you know uh, a calling that it's something you're you're destined to do that's that you, you know it's this innate thing that you got to get out of you and and give it to the world absolutely i definitely have i have that i have that drive to that need to um perform and you know blues and soul you know to kind of just bring it back and be a champion and of and, and continue the legacy of you know the uh coco taylors and in all of the wonderful blues and soul legends that came before me that paved the way you know um just to uphold uphold that legacy so you know i'm trying to do my part yeah <laughs> yeah and you know i think making that blues foundation that as i said is you know a part of everything more explicit and and something that's kind of in the forefront instead of having to dig deeper to say like heavy metal has its roots in the blues and you have to you know walk it back and show people how that is true how? yeah you have um, to break it down right yeah but um pushing the the bluesiness to to the front of um of of music feels like a really important way to keep that tradition alive absolutely absolutely yeah I used to mimic her growl back in the day as well. Like, um, <laughs> and um, that's a very, uh, yeah, that's a very specific thing to Coco. I, I soon learned. I was like, mm, I probably shouldn't do that. Don't growl too much or blow my voice out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It takes that. That is a, a thing that I wonder. I think I read something about that as well. That there are times when her voice would just give out because she's really she was pushed. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, straining it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, there are a lot of singers of course i can't nothing is coming to my mind anybody who just like belts like that um but it's a pretty intense <laughs> way of singing yeah yeah uh i feel tremendously satisfied uh do you feel good yeah that was a nice chat yeah i think we covered covered a lot exactly yes um i really appreciate that went this. by fast as well yeah yeah you know it's mm-hmm. quick and light and easy i hope I like um, that. It's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was really fun. Oh, I appreciate you making thank time you. for me. Thank you, Adam. Right. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Ho- hopefully we can speak yes. again. Yes. Take care. All right. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye. See, isn't she the fucking best? Thanks again to Acantha for talking to me. Her debut album, Beautiful Dreams, is out this Friday, June 30th. And if you're in London, she is doing an album release gig at the Blues Kitchen in Brixton on July 6th. If you can go to that show, you have to. She is such an incredible performer. She will change your life. Okay, quick spark of the week from me. Uh, I rewatched Disclosure this week, which is a Netflix documentary about trans representation in Hollywood. It is so well done and so timely and, you know, given the prominence of anti-trans legislation around the globe right now, it's really important to listen to trans people about the way they've been portrayed in art and culture and the impact it's had on public perceptions of them. Uh, There are a lot of fantastic people in Disclosure and it's a really thoughtful and really well-produced piece of work, so give that a watch. And that's about it. Please, you've got to follow me on social media at Spark Parade. No excuses. Uh, enjoy the last few days of Pride Month. If you're not queer, maybe buy a queer person a diamond. You know, they deserve it. And until next time, bye. Mm. 
These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.